This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Feel your emotions. Allow them to come, but also allow them to go. And take time for yourself and do not feel guilty. Yeah. I know it's hard to say don't feel guilty, but yeah. And talk to people, like really talk to people. Mm. So I think sometimes we are afraid to do that. But yeah, talking to people helps. Hello, and welcome to Humong Beings podcast. We're a little bit down the track now, which is good. Um, today we're here with Nikki and Jimmy. Hello. Hello. And obviously we have Josh and Mitch too. How you doing? How you going? Um, so initially, it's probably best if you give a little rundown of, of your current situation and the conditions with that Jimmy has to live with as well. Um, obviously, you've done a lot of podcasts and interviews and you've got a blog. Do you still have that? Do you still have your blog? Yeah, I just stopped writing because I wasn't travelling. I didn't see the mm. point. So you've yeah. shared your story so much for, for our followers and for us as well, if you want to give a little rundown of the conditions that Jimmy has. Um, so basically, I have a child with a disability. Well, he's not a child anymore. He's an adult. Um, I had him when I was 17. He's now 26 and his disability includes that he is blind. He cannot see anything. He also has pan-hypopaturism. I can never pronounce it. <laughs> it's a hard word yeah, when I read it. it is. Basically, it's um, to do with your uh, uh, pituitary gland, and that helps your whole body work, like your thyroid, your testosterone, all that kind of stuff, and it basically doesn't work. So, which can cause blindness because his optic nerve is too small, so it doesn't send the signal. So, his eyes work and the back works, just that nerve is pretty much not there. Wow. Yeah, but he also has physical and mental disabilities as well. Mm. That all coincides with it's along with, yeah. It's hard. (laughs) Very hard. And did you find out, so just to go back to kind of the, the start of the story, I guess, did you find all of this out before... Jimmy was born or as he was getting older? Because I know I've heard stories about obviously you can get diagnosed with certain things um, during pregnancy or, or straight away after, but a lot of these things, um, for example, blindness, it's hard to really know until they're old enough to kind of test that sort of thing. So was it something that you knew initially or no, did you find it out? I found out when Jimmy was two months old that he was blind. So... After I had him, so I had a cesarean with Jimmy, mm-hmm. so it was kind of a, not an emergency, but basically was told to come in the next day because I'll be having a cesarean. And then two months later after he was born, it was his grandmother that said, when you hold a toy in front of him, he's not focusing on it. Mm. So she'd put it in front and he wouldn't grow to grab it and he wouldn't focus on it. So she said, you might want to get his eyes checked out. So I did. And then, yeah. And I really, I remember that day um, when we found out the results and I sat in a room with the doctor and he mumbled some words, no idea what he yeah. said. And I basically just said, can he see and will he ever see? And the doctor was like, no. And I said, that's all you need to tell me. Yeah. And then pretty much that day on, we I just started doing what I needed to do with him to start our life, really. Mm. And then when he was 17 is when I found out he had that big long word, pan-hypopaturism. Um, 
and then he went on some heaps of different medications and so that helped with a lot of his disabilities or that what was going on because he was weighing heaps and there was a lot of, a lot of other things having yeah. seizures and things like that so crazy yeah so crazy especially because you had him so young like it's must have been very challenging time being a 17 year old and then like obviously as you've gotten older and Jimmy got not got older learning these conditions and stuff like it's a big yeah. step for a 17 year old woman to you know yeah I see 17 year olds today and I go oh shit that was me <laughs> yeah how was I like ready to have a child mm. even a child with a disability mm. like you just do it when it's pretty much put in front of you well yeah I did anyway yeah, yeah. there was no way I was doing anything but taking care of him yeah, good on you yeah. it's amazing it's what you it's, yeah mm. it's amazing what you what you do for your son it's mm. really beautiful and inspiring to well, I know myself having seen your story and that's the reason why we wanted to get you on here is just to chat further about it hey? yeah, yeah yeah definitely yeah and I think like it's good to have you on to share this sort of thing um as I said you've done a lot of um sharing of your guys story but i would love to know more about your life obviously as i said you're a team but your life's separate to that so how you navigate caring about yourself and looking after yourself as a human while caring for jimmy so did you find it hard initially to find that split to take your time away and or not away, but take your time to care for yourself as well. Because obviously, like we say, it's a lot of learning for you and learning how to care and learning just even how to be a parent as well, um, obviously being your first child. So was it hard to learn how to then give yourself some space to recoup and to be able to give the best care? Was that uh, hard to do? It was. I, I, I think in the beginning it was, um, very, very beginning but then when I was 19, Jimmy was in and out of hospital having seizures after seizures. Like I had to give him um, not full-blown CPR, but one night he had a seizure where I had to give him uh, mouth-to-mouth to help him start breathing because he was blue. Mm. And um, the ambulance came and we went into hospital and Jimmy ended up staying in hospital over this period for like six weeks or more. I can't even remember because wow. he was constantly having seizures. Um, but... I remember the paediatrician said to me at that time, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm coming up here tomorrow. And they're like, no, you're not. I said, they're like, you're going home. Jimmy is fine in hospital. And then that happened a few times. And then this one time he was like, please don't wake up when you're 40 years old and regret your life. Take care of yourself and go out. So another time when Jimmy was in hospital, he wouldn't let Jimmy come home for the weekend. And he was like, I want to see you about partying. Well, he did. Yeah. I was walking along the road drunk, waving to him. But <laughs> <laughs> and he just gave me a big thumbs up. So I always took that on board. Like I didn't want to be that 40-year-old waking up that I just devoted my whole life to Jimmy. Mm. And, I, and I haven't, but I have. So I've really taken care of myself. But in those first, let's say, first 10, 13 years, even older – I probably partied really hard because I was still trying to come to deal with a lot of things. Yeah. So. It's hard. Yeah. Did you did you have a lot of friends around you during that time to support you? Because I think, it, like, it would be hard, just from an outside perspective, it would be hard to know how to help, you know? Yeah. My friends were just my friends. Like, they were always there, but 
looking at the difference to now to back then, they were my party friends. Like they, mm. we just went out and had fun. They accepted me that I had a child. They'd always ask me to hang out, but we just partied. We just had fun. Mm. So they were like, bring him over. But yeah, it was it was a different kind of. It's hard to merge help. those sorts of worlds yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be yeah. You'd want to make sure you're not overwhelming Jimmy as well. So yeah, that's right. It's good that you were able to do that though. Yeah. Still experience that sort of thing and experience. I guess being a kid yourself too. Yeah, and I think that's why like a lot of people say, oh, they see what I do now and they forget that or they didn't meet me even 10 years ago. Like Mm. I'm still – I've always been this person but I took a long time to really calm myself and realise that that it's okay. It's okay to go through all the emotions that I was going through and that I did silly things and stupid things and, you know, just because I'm a mum or a mum with a disability that – you can't do these things. Yeah. Mm. It's probably a lot of societal pressure too. Like, Oh, yeah. And even oh. just being a mum in general, like my – I'm not a mum myself, but I've got nephews and uh, there's a lot of girls my age now obviously having children and it is hard. Like I hear a lot of conversation even when you see people on Instagram or you know someone's got a kid and they're out partying. It's like they're allowed to do that. Yeah. Well, not even partying, just doing things without their kids. Hey, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> and it – it's people judge, you know. It's they do. Yeah. Like, oh, well, why are you out? What are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm still a person too. Yeah, I was called selfish because mm. someone once said to me at a party, um, why are you here? And I said, because I'm taking time for me. And they go, oh, you're so selfish. And I went, no, I'm not. I said, I am actually looking after myself because mm. when I'm happy and I feel like I've let go and let loose, I go home and I'm a better parent to Jimmy. You can be, yeah. you can be present with Jimmy, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's did, really good. Did you find, um, like, what growing, like, being a young mum and, you know, going through that party scene, having someone say something like that, that you're selfish for, you know, expressing yourself as a young woman, you know, with partying, like, did it take any effect on your mental health at that, like, through those ages of early, like, the early 20s? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so then I, then I would start thinking maybe I am and doing all these things and, and what am I doing with my life? Is this is this what I'm supposed to do? And, yeah, like I've been told I cried too much and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. How do you, yeah. how do you navigate feeling your emotions when people are yeah, trying because, to you know, when block them? Yeah, and that's the thing. You, you go out and you someone would talk to you about Jimmy or talk to me about other things that have happened and I'd start crying and then I'd have other people saying, oh, you cry every time you're drunk. And then I'd be like... I can't help it. I don't know yeah. how to handle this emotion just yet. Yeah. Like And every day is a new day. Like you yeah. say, it's like over time it's you're learning all of these new things. It's not like you know, it's not like Jimmy was born and then that was it, you knew everything. Mm. It's like over time it's developing and yeah. then you've got things like the seizures and all of that sort of stuff. And also he's getting older, so it's like Yeah. You're you're navigating the age differences as well and making sure that he's doing things that that give him a full life as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. So it's it, it's so difficult, and it is like it's normal for people to judge that. But yeah, when you are on the receiving end, it's like, come on, like, give me a break. Yeah. Well, I've met friends who like have cried when they're drunk about things, and I'm like, you're allowed to do this because I've mm. been down that road. Like, we all make mistakes and we all get upset, but we shouldn't be judged for it. No. Yeah. Too many people do that. They they sit there and they'll look at you and instead of. They'll, sh- they'll shame you for you sitting in, a, in an emotion that's valid no matter what emotion yeah, it is. Yeah. And they don't, like, no one 
well, there would be someone that would know what you've gone through, having probably having a you know child with a disability themselves. But like for us, like we, I can only imagine, fathom, you know, mm. the adversity that you've gone through, and, and like you're so resilient now, and like you are such a beautiful woman, and, and like having followed you on Instagram, it's like incredible the life that you live, considering you are a full time carer. So it's just yeah, it's sad that you know, given that there were people that would still yeah. Trying to put blame on you and judgment on you when you're just trying to do the right thing. Yeah, just trying to be me as yeah. well as be a parent. Mm. Yeah. It um Yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's it was hard. And some days I was always like, Why me? Why did this happen? What did I do wrong? Mm. And it's learning and you go you actually go through steps. I think there's these steps of like, Okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm ready and then you'll fall back down and you're like, What the what, why is this happening to me? Why? What did I do wrong? Mm. What, and why me? And I, I do remember when we were at school with Jimmy and he was ready to leave and we were sitting in a room with a bunch of other parents and they were still at that level and I'd already started coming out of that way of thinking. Yeah. And a lady was there trying to start up a group for kids with disabilities. And, I mean, half the stuff we were saying was no good to Jimmy. But I commended her and I was just like wow, you're really trying to change what happens to children after they go to school because there was nothing. When Jimmy first left school, there was nothing. And then some of the parents were just getting angry at her and just being, what about my kid, you know, and really upset. And I left there going, they weren't there, they're not ready yet to accept that, you know, this, this is what's going on and that this person is trying to help because they were still in that emotion of, Poor me, you need to help me. Yeah, when's my break? Yes, yeah. yeah they're they're right. in that victim archetype, just yeah. like, yeah. And we do. We I think we all go through it that at some stage we mm. become the victim. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It is, it, yeah, it would be hard. And it's like that with anything in life. You know, you go through those stages of, you know, if, if anything bad happens to you, or not bad, but like anything that's kind of not on the path you thought you were meant to take or going to take, you're like, why is this happening? It's like, mm. Okay, we'll just deal, like learn how to deal with it. You know, it's all learning. It it's is. all growing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really good that you've that you're open about all of that stuff that you've gone through because yeah, it would be so hard. As we said, like being so young and yeah, we commend you for it. It was so cool watching you piggyback <laughs> Jimmy in. Oh, today. really? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but it's cool. <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's just like so nice. Yeah. And it's good. It's like you're so strong to be able to carry him around all the time. Um, so going to that care thing, it's interesting you're saying about there never used to be like a future plan or like something for the kids after school for them to like do. Have you found now that that is changing? Like there oh, is more options. There's so many more options for mm. parents. Um, a lot more facilities. And then before the NDIS, it was still a little bit, wishy-washy but you like more private organizations and things you had to go through you could go privately but you didn't get enough funding Mm. so we were using jimmy's disability pension to pay for him to go to care so i could work yeah so i was pretty broke for a few years so i could keep working i was using our money to pay for his care yeah so but then the ndis come along and it just made things so much easier because then i could pay carers and not have to worry about that so there, there is – it's getting better and better. So. Do you – have you noticed any prominent gaps in the system? Like obviously you care for Jimmy a lot as we were speaking about before the podcast. Have you yeah. – have you 
notice any gaps that you would say need filling? I'm sure there's heaps, but but what's directly affected your yeah. your and Jimmy's life in regards to yeah the the support given to you from organisations such as the NDIS and stuff like that? Is that what you? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. what what's the most pro- like if you could pick the most prominent gap that you found in the care system when it just come to gaining support? What would you say that is? So for me personally, it's more about, so I can work for 25 hours a week, which is fair enough, and still get the carer's pension. Mm. If I work any more than 24 hours a week, 25 hours a week, I cannot get the carer's pension. But if I work like that extra hour and I don't get it, I'm not being able to make enough money. So if I work full time, then I'm losing the time with Jimmy. So it makes it hard. So I either choose to work the three days... Um, and get time with Jimmy, or I choose to work more and not get as much money, but then I lose the time with Jimmy. Yeah, it's just it's really hard. And then then I look at those things as like I'm on a pension, basically carer's pension. Jimmy's on a disabled pension. If he did not live with me, he wouldn't get all the stuff he gets. Like he doesn't get very much. You you could not survive if you were an adult, which he is, trying to live off what he gets. You would not be able to survive. It's crazy to think about that. Yeah, it's. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like I wonder how they come up with the number. Like Yeah, because he's still gotta pay on? he still has to pay his way and I make him pay his way mm. for everything. So I'll take money from him and he'll go thirds. If I go away with someone and a friend, we go thirds in it and Jimmy pays his way. He buys his own clothes. Yeah. I, I help with that. I pay the rent and but yeah, if he lived alone or anything happened to me, they would take all his money for food. He probably wouldn't get to have the life he does with me. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so hard, and I'm sure that there's so many people that have to deal with that situation. You know, they aren't they aren't in a space where they can care for their child. Oh no, they have to either work or they're at home mm. and they're struggling because money is a big problem. Not that we, not that I try to focus on money, but it is like what well, gives you choices. Yeah, so, and it's well, giving you that that life for Jim or allowing you to give Jimmy a good life. You know, yeah, where he that's is right. he's not missing out on everything. I looked into trying to buy a home and. There's no way I could get it, even if I worked full-time, because I have a child with a disability. Even though I'm paying probably the same amount in rent, no one will give me a loan. That is really? ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What, is it just a risk factor? Or? Yeah, because I have a child with disability. What? Yeah, and I don't earn enough money, even though I pay the amount in rent. Yeah, because yeah, there's that whole, you know... You want a carer's pension, or yeah, you have that as. That's a massive. That's a massive yeah. gap in the system, uh, yeah. right there. That's ridiculous. That's yeah, it's full on. <clears throat> wow, and I'd have to save ridiculous amounts of money, which I just cannot do. Oh, it's yeah. hard. It's hard right now. Yeah. yeah, the state economy. Yeah, it's bloody hard. Rents through the roof. I work in real estate, so I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. know for a fact that yeah, a lot of people are struggling with a loan, being in a situation like you are. But I didn't even know that that was the case. That you can't. So you're basically stuck yeah. in the rental. Yep. System. Forever. And I've just, I used to be upset about it, but I've come to terms with it now. Yeah. Yep. Are you still in Bedina? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least you're in a good spot. Yeah. I used to live um in the unit above Nikki and Jimmy, but I think I moved out yeah. just as you were moving in. Yeah. In a really beautiful spot. So I love it. Yeah. I guess having that scenery, that same scenery too, like just going back, to, it's crazy that you can't buy a house for one because that's, yeah, like you said, massive gap in the system there. 
but also it's like a safety thing as well. Like obviously Jimmy's fine, but like I remember coming over to where you used to live. Malulba. And yeah, and it's like Jimmy was able to navigate his way around the house and you know, he's okay. He's just Yeah, no, he's happy on everything. He's He's allowed to live his best life in here. (laughs) It's like you need that um Stability, yeah. kind of thing. I, yeah, and like the, the a con, like a what's the word I'm looking for? Just like a a stable environment, like space oh, wise for him to yeah. be able to still move around by himself and you know know where the toilet is and. Well, he did that in that house in Malulba. He was so used to that house, he would just get up and walk around. Mm. Um, and then I got to another place in between the one I'm in now, and he's only just starting to get used to this house now. Yeah, and it's really good because my landlord met me. And I think he was waiting for someone who wanted to stay for a long time. So he's buggered off the real estate and I just do privately with him now. Unreal. Yeah, because so he was like, oh, now I've got you there. Are you going to stay for a while? And I said, oh, forever if I can. He goes, right. So I've got it pretty good now. That's a blessing. So that's why I've sort of let go of trying to buy a home and everything because mm. I think I've found a place that I could forever home for a while. Yeah. It's making it work for you. Obviously, it's like a, a system gap that you can't really have control over either. It's yeah. like what, you know, you've tried. What other options do you have? Yeah. yeah. Like try and save that amount of money. But then, you know, by doing that in the present time, you're not going to be giving Jimmy all these benefits of like having a good life and going out and doing things because it's like all of that money is just going to be that's, see, funneled that's into the, thing. the future. Yeah. That's what I had to weigh out my options. Like do I knuckle down and save for a home? And try to get a loan, which I asked my friend if I did this, and she was a broker, and she looked into it, and she said, "I don't think you will get it, Nikki." And that's when I realised, well, mm. I'm just going to save and have other plans. So that's, that's what I do. So I good. save and do little holidays and travel, and you know what? It's good. <laughs> you like guys, it. um, because obviously I've listened to the podcast you did with Tess, yes. who's my old roommate. You guys went to Hawaii together. Yep. Yeah. How was that? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> if I could go back there, I would. Uh, 10 days and Jimmy every morning we'd go in the lift and the lift made a funny noise and he'd copy the sound of the noise <laughs> and like you'd just go out there and everyone's so friendly. Like I've heard see me, that. Yeah, except there was a couple of times when I'm piggybacking and people would run up and tap me and go, you know, he's asleep and my friends would get start to get really angry because yeah. I was like, they're like, he's not asleep, he's just blind. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I get comments. If you hang around with me enough and you're around Jimmy, you'll notice I get a lot of comments from people. They'll go, oh, he's too big to be piggybacked. Oh, he should be carrying you. Just people always have something to say. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you get used to it after a while. Yeah. Ooh, they do. <laughs> <laughs> so take us through... Uh, a day with Jimmy, like a like a general day. Like, what what's the amount of care that you have to to give on the days that you look after him? Well, we do get up pretty early and either go for a bike ride, so I have a trailer for him, um, or I make him ride his bike, which, I, which he sometimes likes, sometimes doesn't. Yeah, go for a morning swim. He just chills on the beach, and then we come home, have breakfast, get ready. Then, literally, I just do a little OT work with him, play games, but he. Jimmy is a chiller. Like he yeah. will literally, I turn on the music and he will chill. So we just talk and stuff and he doesn't run around and make messes or anything. Yeah, so, true. But yeah. So it's, we have a pretty relaxed day. Like he's he's a good kid and he's quite chill. So What's yeah. his favourite music? At the moment it's Lime Cordial. 
Yeah, nice. nice. <laughs> and would you believe it? I tagged them in a post when we were in Tangaluma where Jimmy's singing the favourite song, Waking Up Easy. Yep. And they commented replied and said, two love hearts with legend. I just was like, oh, yeah. How good. <laughs> That's so good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, what are, like, yeah, some of the things, obviously, some pretty, like, big struggles and that that you use to, to calm yourself and, yeah, how you said from when you were a, a younger lady, like, to where you are now, like, you've relaxed and sort of, because I've seen you do, like, some free diving and other yeah. stuff like that. Like, are, yeah. there, are there key things you use to sort of, Sending yourself in those really hard times or? Oh, definitely. So last year before COVID, I was struggling with panic attacks and anxiety really to the extreme where one time I'd ran up to Tessa's house, but she wasn't home. It was my neighbour and um, I honestly thought I was dying and I was banging on the door, but she wasn't home. And I was just running around, just trying to calm myself and I couldn't. And rang Jimmy's OT because we were supposed to go to the OT and I said, I can't come, but can you just talk to me on the phone? So she just had chats to me on the phone and I calmed down. Um, and and then I met a, met this guy through Swimming with the Whales on Sunreef and he was like, oh, I'm a freedive instructor. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted to try that. And then I did it and something just changed in me. Like because before you dive, you have to do a breather, which is relaxing your whole body and forgetting about everything that's going on around you and dropping your shoulders and then you take that one last breath and you dive. And when you're diving, if you've got stuff going on in your head, you cannot hold your breath. As soon as you keep an eye on that line and you're just there in that moment, everything is gone. And when you come up, I just remember my first 10 metres and I come up and I just let out the carbon dioxide and took those breaths in I just felt this euphoric feeling of something's changed in me. Mm. Wow. So, yeah, it, the, the feeling, I can't, that's how the best I can explain it. Mm. So, breath that, work's so powerful. I was going to say, we're, yeah. we're massive advocates yeah. of breath work. Yeah. So, yeah. So, now I like do more meditation at home and could do to be able to free dive. And then, yeah, that, that I think changed my whole the panic attacks and anxiety. Before that, I'd go out with my friends and enjoy myself, climb up mountains and things like that. But nothing has ever changed mm. the anxiety and panic attacks until I did free diving. I guess I, there's I, so that's so different too. Like like you say, you do like all the mountain climbing and stuff, which is really kind of like not high adrenaline, but you're puffed. You know, yes. it's almost like the opposite of the spectrum mm. with free diving. Diving, you've really got to like you say, calm yourself. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it obviously is like a meditation. Yeah. In I th- itself. I think getting into finding activities that you love. That's mm. what I found. Not just going out partying. Because I thought partying was the thing that made me feel good. Yeah. But I realised mm, it doesn't always do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just finding those things you love and keep doing them. And when you feel like you're struggling and you can't get out of bed, just serious, just, just do, do it. Just do it. Yeah. And honestly, as soon as you've done it and you're up, you go, oh, wow, I'm so glad I did this. Yeah. So... That's so good. Yeah, and just like that probably comes with a lot of self-awareness too. Like you've obviously had a lot of time to think about what it is you do enjoy and try different things. So that's – it's good that you've found something that sent – like – and you can do breath work anywhere. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's perfect. It's so perfect. Is Timmy right? Yeah. Yeah. Banking. Don't worry. (laughs) He'll bang and that's the way he makes He's just joining in. Yeah. (laughs) So how how, like how deep do you go now with your free diving? Like what's your – how deep do you get to? I did 16 a few – 16 metres a few weeks ago. 
Um, by June, though, I've got a retreat and I've got to get to 20 because I'm doing wow. my advanced. Awesome. Yeah. My That's goal is 35 because I want to be an instructor. Unreal. Yeah. How long does that take? How long does it take to do to free dive that amount? Like to get down that far? Yeah. Or? Oh, it just depends on how much ocean work. Like it's basically training. So I go to training on Tuesday nights. So I can do fifty meters just in a pool. Yeah. Underwater on one breath. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's just constant training, CO two training, like learning to when that CO two starts kicking in. To know that your body's okay, so you've, you've still got a lot of. You've probably looked into like the empty lung um, breath technique, how like you just let all the air out and then you just sink to the bottom. Yeah, yourself just sit there. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. exhale. Yep. I did that the other day. It's hard because your contractions and the urge to breathe comes on a lot stronger. Yeah, because you, your your organs hold a certain percentage of oxygen too. Mm. So it, like I've only recently started learning about this myself is the fact you can go down and let all your oxygen out, but then actually draw off the oxygen within your organs. Mm. Wow. To keep you there, but you know, you're only meant to do it for a small amount of time. Otherwise, yeah, you can have blackouts. Blackouts, yeah. yeah. Wow. Have you Hectic. had that before? No. No. Oh no, I haven't had my breath. It, for a blackout to happen, there's a level. I don't. It's when you do a free diving course, you understand how it happens, but it's a long time before you're going to blackout. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. What a good experience to have. Um, so on that, I guess it's a good time to ask a question. Like, what's some of your greatest achievements that you've had in your life? Obviously, apart from being an awesome parent and an awesome person, um, what would you say is, yeah, some of the things you kind of pat yourself on on the back for the most? Oh, my freediving. Yeah? Yeah, because there was a time, like, and then from freediving, I got into marine studies and I'm just doing it online. Yeah, cool. But I hated school. Like, I felt like shit. I never went, you know. I just, I've always felt like I've not... You know, people are doing this or going to TAFE or uni and all that, and I've never felt like there's something that's that I've had except for Jimmy. Mm. So because people always say, oh, you do so well, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, I just wanted something for me. Mm. Yeah. And honestly, freediving changed my whole life because I realised how much I love the ocean and yeah. I want to be in it, but I just needed to get past that fear. Yeah. And then I found a online studies, marine marine studies it's kind of like the basics of marine biology and I'm just throwing myself into it. So and I That's and awesome. I love it. My next thing is to learn to surf. I can help fun. with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's strange, like surfing's so scary. But I guess there's that fear thing too. Like yeah. I love the ocean as well. But well, it's like being on top of the ocean. It's a sense of the unknown, I think, with, like, with most things. Like yeah, with free diving, for example, I when I was in Tahiti, um it would have been like eight years ago now, I remember we went snorkeling, but they just chucked us out in the middle of the ocean, and as soon as you jump out, and you just all you can see is just rays of sunshine piercing through just this dark blue. Like you feel so insignificant, and it does make you feel yeah. uncomfortable because you're like, "Whoa, hold on, I'm in the middle of the ocean, and I don't know what's underneath." Like because you can't see much if, when you get to like you know 30 meters, it's yeah. just all blue. Yeah, and it's until you actually start diving down is when you start to see the coral bed. Mm. So wow. before that, you're just like, "Whoa, you feel like it's just a speck in this big blue pond." I <laughs> I honestly loved it. Yeah, yeah. The, I when we went out there, I just jump in the water. I yeah. just feel so at home. Surfing's my thing because I can't do. I've tried, but <laughs> you and Jimmy um, did surfing. Yeah, did surfing for the disabled. Yeah. yeah, we um, 
yeah, fell off one time and <laughs> smashed up and they just lifted him out of the water and I was like, because eh. <laughs> we're on the board, like I just lay behind him and the board like flipped over. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, but when we come up and we pulled him up, he was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, stoked. Okay. Proper wipeout. <laughs> yeah, proper. Like, yeah. That's so cool. So yeah. what, what things does Jimmy enjoy the most? Does he like the surfing? He takes a little while to get used to because because he can't see and you throw him in. You know yourself, you get the waves and everything. Mm. Um, he takes a few times to realise that he's safe, mm. but he likes rides. So when we go to Aussie World, like he'll love going on the rides there. Awesome. Loves going for drives in the car. It doesn't matter where we go. We go, yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, loves music. Um, Do you find music helps helps him a lot? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We pretty much have music playing all day. Mm. Yeah. It's really good. He just loves being around people. He yeah. likes sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. He loves swimming in the pool because it's, it's, it's calm. Yeah. He loves the water too. That's really cool. Must get that from you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Unreal. Have you – that was another question too. Like have you you found it hard to navigate relationships? Yes. Across – yeah. Yeah. I think so. I remember once when I was 19 I had a guy that I'd met and he was awesome. He was cool. And he said, oh, if you didn't have Jimmy we'd work. Yeah, cool, mate. Wow. (laughs) That's heavy. Yeah. So I was quite young so then – just yeah, I've I've been in relationships, but they haven't worked because not just because of Jimmy, just because I choose me. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. And when you do like your own time, it's hard to give up that freedom. I guess. Yeah. Like you guys can do. You know, if you guys want to go somewhere, or you want to do something, or you just want to hang out together and chill. It's yeah. like you don't have to give any of that energy over to someone else. Yeah. That's there. And so. I also understand it. It must be hard for a guy if they want to come into my life. They. They see what I do and they've, they've got to accept there's a, there's a child with a disability there. Like mm. that's not just a child. This is one who needs constant care. So I'm not going to be there for them all the time. Yeah. So that's a big thing. So I understand that. So I don't. And I guess it's how, yeah, if you do want to commit, if, if you know, they want to join the units, like there probably has to be some input as well. Like you can't just be on the side. Yeah. Because un- that's unfair on Jimmy as well. Yeah. You know? They have to – to me, they just have to be his friend. This is how I look at it. If they have to be his friend and understand that I just can't get up and do something, mm. like I always need a little bit of notice to get a care if we want to go somewhere or do something. Mm. Yeah. Or are they okay with Jimmy coming along? Yeah. That's about it. That's Yeah, it would be hard. But it's good that you have the confidence in yourself to just – be by yourself too like a lot of the time I think there is a big societal pressure of oh you know you've you've probably had it before like do you think you have another kid or you know there's questions that people ask like oh well why why don't you have a partner or or maybe you should try dating and it's like why can't we just be okay with being the way we are yeah yeah just by ourselves like you don't always need need (laughs) someone yeah I'm like that I'm at that point now when people say to me oh have you got a partner? I go, no, and what's wrong with that? Because mm. I think society says if you're single that they, they put a label on single is bad that you should be married or you should own a house or you yeah. should do this. Why can't you be single and be happy? Yeah. yeah. Mm. You should be happy while being single before you be happy in a relationship. Ah, uh, 100%. Mm. 100%. Yeah, it takes a massive toll otherwise. Mm. Um, have you got many future plans for you guys? I do. do <laughs> I have a... Well, hopefully, I want to get a troopy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. to the right people. 
I can teach you to surf and can point you in the right direction yeah. for a trophy. <laughs> They're just so expensive right now. Because I've got the Hilux and we go camping and Jimmy loves going up the beach and he loves camping. I have the swag, but it's just hard to get it all ready by myself. Like yeah. I've done it, but it's so hard to set everything up. And I figure with the troopy, get the back done, we're good. We can go anywhere, anytime. You literally, that's exactly what you can do, yeah. Yep. I just, my car's ready to go 24-7. And that's that's <laughs> all I want. So that's uh, that's my next big thing that I'm trying to. I look at them every day. It's on my screen. I've got a screensaver of Troopy. One will come up. <laughs> you know, that's how I started with mine. I, I did a vision board and I put on my vision board like different photos of what I wanted my Troopy to look like yeah. and then within seven months I, the right one popped up and I was yeah. like, that's the one. It's, <laughs> it's been about that long now since yeah. I started looking. So right. you're not going to rush into this. No, so that, don't. Yeah. Definitely don't because they're be expensive. The right yeah. yeah, yeah. It's going to be the right one. Yeah. So that's, that's the plan. I have, a, I have a big 10-year plan but that's kind of like – I don't want to talk about it, you know, because right now I focus on one thing. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Because yeah. with COVID, it really stopped my plan of travelling because I really wanted to take Jimmy around the world. Mm. That's what my whole blog was about originally. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was going to be just save, travel, save, travel. And before COVID, I had a plan to go to Canada for four weeks with my friend. Mm-hmm. He was just going over there to snot a ski and I was just going to take Jimmy and I was – like, yeah, let's do this. So I started looking, researching, started applying, like, talking to companies and disabled skiing because they do that over there as well. Yeah, cool. But then COVID happened, threw all those plans out. So, yeah. yeah. Still in the mix though, hopefully soon. Hopefully. We're allowed to leave the yeah. country. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. Have you, ever, have you looked at like um, Threadbow or Jimmy's yeah, We've done that. Oh, you have? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we did Parisha, um, 2019. And, um, wow. yeah, Jimmy went skiing, sit skiing with the disabled guys and I went and learned how to snowboard. Sick. Did you like yeah. that? Oh, he loved it. How cool it. are the sit skis? They are the wicked. So cool. And he would like – they reckon that when they were going down, like not long after, he was actually leaning and doing it right and he, we just had the best time. That's so cool. Yeah. I guess if he likes rides and stuff too, that would have been yeah. so fun. yeah. I've They're not easy video. to manoeuvre around. Like I did a course and had to learn how to lean in them. Oh, I did. Yeah, then it's hard. I watched them and I'm like, I don't know how you guys are doing that. They did so well. So cool. That's awesome that they have those sorts of like yeah. I paid opportunities over there. Yeah, well, that. I paid fifty dollars and that was for three days. Oh wow. Yeah, because it's all funded, so they always need donations and yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Mm. What a great that'd be a great group to be a part of. Mm. It's like doing that sort of work. Yeah. So, um, is what's? Do you have any big plans for, or not big plans? But is there something that you would say you, you want the most for Jimmy and his future, or like a goal that you have for him, or that you guys work on together? Or is every day just like it's basically I I want to just travel around. I want him yeah. to see the world through my eyes, or Australia. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I I want him to be a twenty six year old in mm. the best possible way. Yeah, and as well as, so I'm getting out of, getting out of life everything I want, and he is as well. Yeah, that's that's what I want. That's so, so important. Yeah, yeah. Does he love like you guys always seem like you say he's like a mega chiller? It's like <laughs> sometimes is he resistant to going out and doing things? Yeah, yeah. I know those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he cracks it, and he's not happy. He's just like stands up. We went to the beach yesterday for like an hour, and he just kept standing up. And I was like, right, you want to go? He was like, up, up, up. So, yeah, I couldn't sit there. I had to yeah. take him home. 
but he was fine once we got home. It's good you guys have that communication too. Yeah, it's like yeah. a proper friendship. Yeah. Are there other things that Jimmy likes to do for to like to care for himself as well that you pick up on or? Yeah. Like he's proud of himself when I tell him he's done well, so I'm trying to teach him to hold my shoulders and stand and change his nappy or pants with without reaching out and holding on to other things. And he's doing it. And then when I say, yay, you've done it, he'll go, yay. Yeah. Like he knows he's done well. Yeah. So he gets proud of that. Yeah. Um, or like I'll leave him at the start of, it's not really a hallway, but a wall. And he has to walk to the shower when he hears the shower on and he takes all his clothes off. And we go, yay. And he high fives. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah. It's good to teach that um, just for anyone, but like that self-recognition. Yeah. Like, hey, you're doing a really good job. A lot, a lot of his, yeah, sorry, a lot of his carers, they go, oh, he can do that, and I'm like, oh, Jimmy can do a lot of things, yeah. But if you do everything for him, he will allow you to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really cool. I remember um, coming over um, at the the last house, and there was a couple of times you're like, I know you can go to the toilet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he would just try, yeah, try and like get you to take him. Yeah, so and he still does. He still does. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably got a good sense of humour too. Yeah. Because you oh, guys would yeah. know each other so well. Yeah, he laughs when people pay me out. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> and I'll be like, wow, how did he know they did that? <laughs> <laughs> so what's the um, – another big question too, and I think like a uh, – well, I hope that, you know, there are a few parents out there that are, will end up listening to this and – and kind of connecting with you on that sort of journey um, if they've got kids with disabilities, like what would be the best advice you could give to, you know, another parent going, or well, not going through this because that's like not really a good way to say it, but, you know, living this sort of life that you have, what would be the best advice? Uh, feel your emotions. Allow them to come, but also allow them to go and take time for yourself and do not feel guilty. Yeah. I know it's hard to say don't feel guilty really take time for you yeah it's really important yeah. like you say because it allows you to come back and give yeah. be the best parent that yeah. you possibly can be yeah and talk to people like really talk to people mm. so i think sometimes we are afraid to do that but yeah talking to people helps going back to as well how you're saying that you were dealing with um, anxiety and panic attacks do you know what brought that on or is it just kind of like a a build-up over time had you suffered from that before? No. So I only, I've only ever suffered from anxiety and panic, panic attacks in the last probably four years of my life. Yeah. Um, I believe it's from partying a lot. Okay. Yep. And also just pressures of society and not feeling good enough and just different things, personal issues. Yeah. And trying to triggers and things that pop up and you're like always thinking, I think, too much of what you're supposed to be instead of just being within the now. Yeah. So. I guess that's what, yeah, like, because I used to suffer really bad from panic attacks as well. And, like, I resonated before when you said about, like, I've had a time too where I literally thought I was, like, going to die. Yeah. Like, I thought I was having a heart attack. And it's, like, it's so scary to be in that moment. And, yeah, I don't necessarily remember what brought it on for me, but I remember same sort of thing, like, meditation and stuff helped helped me get out of that. But it is – it's a common thing that people deal with and it is so scary. Like I think it's – sometimes when you talk to people about it, they're like, oh, yeah, the panic attack. Like, yeah, you just like get nervous or you get scared. But it's like literally – There's a whole new level of it. There's a difference, mm, hey? Yeah. 
And every person I've speak to that has panic attacks or anxiety, they have something different that happens to them. Like mm. it's not always the same tingles or the same feelings. It's like this emotion where you just feel out of body or something else goes on and you just – The autopilot's going on but it's not the autopilot that yeah. you want your body to be mm. following. It just yeah. goes. Yeah. It just goes. And, yeah, and, it's, and it's hard to come out of it. And nowadays I sometimes feel it coming on and I'm like, oh, like it's there. But then I'll do something and the next thing I'm like, oh, it's actually gone. Like yeah. it's disappeared. But beforehand I'd hit, think about it, it's coming on, it's coming on, and then it just gets worse and worse. You manifest it, you're like, oh, here it comes, and you're basically mm. just like and you're opening to, up for it, like yeah. where is it? Yeah. When you're trying to fight it, I find is the worst Yeah, when you're trying to push it back. But when you allow the emotion to come through, whatever is going on, for some and just breathe, mm. that just – then it just seems to disappear. Not every time, but most times that's how I do it. Yeah. Mm. I think like that's one thing that, and we've said it before in one of the previous episodes, is like we're so conditioned within society now that like certain emotions are dis, not discredited or I don't think that's the right word, but people don't should say you shouldn't feel that way or you shouldn't feel upset or like you said how you cry, or you were crying or you used to cry a lot and people like, you cry too much and yeah. you, you made the comments like, well, feel that emotion then let it go. It's like every emotion is valid and mm. I've said it before. It's like we need to normalise in society that, yeah, every single emotion you feel is warranted because it's your body trying to process something. And yeah. like, I think I like the terminology you say, you like you take it in and then let it go because so often a lot of people get attached to whatever emotion that may yeah. be. Like I know for a fact when I was suffering my depression, like I attached myself yeah. to my depression and I identified as being depressed rather mm. than sitting it going, okay, let go, move forward. Yeah. It's hard. It, yeah, it's harder said like easier said than done I should say. But Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It takes a while to work through. Yeah. Like I, I say to people, like I'm 43 and I haven't always been like this. I've always been the person I am but not the way I am. Like, yeah. if you get what I mean. Yeah. Like, I've been through a lot of changes my whole life. And I think every year I've grown. There's something that I've gone, right, that's not what I want to do anymore. How can I change? So it's been a slow process, but I've changed something all the time. And it's, it can take ages to get where you want to. But long as you're making one change, one change, you'll slowly get there. Do you find that that helps, like, being able to change the way you are? I think, that, like, how you worded that was really good. Like, you've always been this person, but you're – You've not always been this way. Like yeah. having that ability to be flexible with the way you are, do you feel like that's helped? Like being able to kind of change your mould? Yeah. Because a lot of people, like you say, identify with a certain thing or identify as a certain way and then resist change. Because they're scared. Yeah. I wrote a post that um, was in a little book I'm reading about fear. And once we let fear take hold of us, we're, we won't do anything and we won't change because we're too scared of the outcome because mm. we're too worried of what's going to happen next instead of just taking that step. Yeah. Fear holds us back from everything. It is hard and I guess like um, obviously you being able to go into that change and be able to change probably helps you guys as well because you always need to adapt things to make sure that obviously Jimmy and you are both having the best life. So being able to change the way you are or the way you deal with certain situations is probably really important as well. Yeah. Well, there was a time – Well, going back on that and talking about fear and things like that, I was at a party once and I used to always say, oh, I, I could never do anything with Jimmy. Mm. I've got a kid with a disability. I can't go out. I can't do this. I can't travel. And one of my friends, he was like, 
Nikki, you know you can go to Bali. They've got carers and it's not as bad as what you think. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Really? I I can do this? And they sat me down and they told me like all the stuff that goes on. You just have to be careful. Like obviously don't drink the water and things like that. Yeah. So then I was like, right, okay, what am I going to do? And I took that on board and I was like, right. And then that's why I went to Hawaii. Yeah, nice. So, Jimmy, the Hawaii was our first overseas trip and I wanted to do Hawaii because I knew that it kind of like Australia, like in the way, like it's, you don't have to worry about anything. And yeah. then I think our next holiday was to Bali and another friend wrote out everything. I took wipes and everything like that with mm-hmm. us and just made sure Jimmy didn't touch things and put things in his mouth. We are fine. Yeah. So, we've been to Bali twice and he loved it, met some awesome people over there. So That's really cool. I met a person who showed me my fear was holding me back from what I could really do with him. You can, because you can do anything. Like when people say I can't, I'm like, you can, you're just not ready yet. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're choosing (laughs) not to. Yeah. I think that's a big thing as well. Like, and it's good that you got pulled up on that sort of fear as well, because language is so important. And Mm. we've, we've spoken about this between us too. It's like the words that you use do have such an effect on yeah, energy. the way you think. Yeah. yeah, and the energy that you're putting out and the fact, like you say, it's like, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. And it's like that word is so solid. It is. You know? It mm. just like blocks you off completely. So, it's yeah, it's really important, like you say, to, to be aware of your fears. And it probably comes with education too. Like you probably didn't know at that time that there was options. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. I honestly thought there's no way I could ever do anything because I was always like – all my friends are traveling and I can't because i got a kid with a disability. Like, how am I going to do this? And then these guys were like, uh, you can do this. Mm. So, you know, they've got this and this. And I was like, really? Like, okay. So then I was sat down and I was like, right, how can I do this? That's awesome. Yeah. Just plan a holiday. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. It's, it's ob- like, it's obvious, like you say, that the opportunities are growing. Yeah. So there is, you know, for any other parents out there that are, that are struggling there obviously is a lot more options. You just have to really look into it. You do. Yeah. Email, talk to people, find out. Like even early mornings, like people go for runs and people say to me, oh, do you ever get to go for a run? And I go, oh, not so much run, but I'll go for a bike ride and put Jimmy on the trailer. You can find ways to do things if you're willing to put in the effort. Yeah. And when you've got a child with disability, you just change a little, few little things and you'll get to do it. Yeah. So, have you still got um – so what's the bike trailer? Is it literally just something you clip on? Yeah, on my normal bike. It, I need a new one. The tyre's wobbly. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just a, just a kid's trailer from Big W. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a good thing. Riding's so fun, I reckon. Yeah. And you cover so much more distance too. It's probably good for you. Yeah. Like, being able to look around and... Yeah. Jimmy loves it. We get in there. Hey, Jimmy. And we made, just made it home the other night before it rained on us. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would be so hard. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't really have any other questions, which is crazy. <laughs> like yeah. usually, I'm so full of like we're like trying to really fit everything in, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, you probably yeah give yourself a pat on the back because the way that you approach your life and the way that you the energy that you give off is incredible like it is such an infectious energy to be around and the fact that like even just the i don't well i don't say mindset uh, we, we say mind flex because if you set you set in stone if you flex you're able to flex and grow yeah 
but yeah, you're like the way you your outlook is. It's just like no, like we said before, you, it's not that you can't do it; it's you're not ready for it yet. And then you know, making finding little compromises here and there to make it work is just like it makes me look at. Sometimes I look at my life and I'm like, oh, I can't do that. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, maybe I can yeah. <laughs> in another way, shape, or form. I've just yeah. got to be more open to it and more willing to view it from a different perspective. Yeah. I think that's really, really powerful, and I think a lot of people will get a lot out of that. Um, yeah, no, thank you so much. That's all right. It's really, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still say that sometimes and I have to pull myself up. Yeah. And it, like I said, it's taking me, taken me a long time to get where I am today. And it's also a lot of reading mm. and, and talking to other people and listening and watching how other people are and saying, well, what can I do to change my life? I've, I've always been a go-getter and trying, but it's always – you know, taking one step at a time. Yeah. And that probably does come with, like like how you said, you care about you as well. Yeah. Like you are the one that cares about you. Yeah. So it's like you're committed to putting in that effort to make sure that, like, you're okay. Yeah. And to make sure that you are growing and you're doing all these things and, you know, changing that one thing every year or whatever it is that helps you kind of become more yourself yeah. or come into yourself more. Yeah. So definitely. because it is, it's like – what. You know, I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah, I know. It's been like, a while. Yeah, it's been so long. But it's just, it's nice because I always remember you being like this, you know, like someone that you can talk to about anything and, and kind. And it's like amazing to see you flourishing more. And just like all the stuff you're doing with Jimmy as well. And I think it's pretty inspirational for other people because, you know, if you if you do follow your story or you see your posts or even the blog stuff, it's like it, – it shows people, yeah, they can do all of these things. Yeah. And it's it's inspiring. So I've, yeah, proud I've actually yourself. had guys Jimmy's age message me and say they've come across and they've seen Jimmy and what I do and they've been depressed and sad and they've come across me posting Jimmy laughing or something like that and what I do and it's actually helped them. So And then they've started following me and I'll chat to them every now and then about wow. their life. Yeah. That's so good. It's amazing the social media connection that you can have, hey? Yeah, I think social media now, it's really opened us up to um, changing ourselves and we've got so many options and so many things we can read and get help from. It's really, I don't know how to, like, word, like, yeah, helping us more. Like, it's not so hidden. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of that, um, I think people are being more vulnerable. Yeah. And I think, yeah, being able to share that honest, like, be honest to people that you may not know or, like, just be open about your life. Yeah. It's just being vulnerable. I think, like, we're becoming more open to do that. Yeah. It used to be something, like how we say people want to hide emotions and you, I want to feel good all the time. And that is what social media used to be. You know, it was, like, highlight reels. it was just highlight, highlight reels. Yeah. And it's, like, when you do show – and, like, it's probably important that you put all those videos up and, and you, you share parts of your story because I know that you post things – on like off days as well, you know, like, mm. oh, well, this happened today and, you know, like, you know, Jimmy had a seizure or yeah. you're open about the ins and outs rather than just like... Always oh, the high stuff. Climb yeah. the mountain or like, you know, it's like you post all things and obviously talk about, you know, the light and dark side of of just life in general, like yeah. not just your life but just, you know, general struggles that people have. You know, not everyone wants to get up in the morning and, and go for a run and like obviously Jimmy sometimes... You know, it's hesitant, yeah, Yeah, but it's, like, just going out and still doing it and, like, just, yeah, giving giving yourself that space to grow and just feel, like you say. 
Because that's really important. It's really important to do that. And that's good advice that you've given to to be able to feel emotions Mm. and just be present with yourself. Yeah. It needs worked for me. Yeah. And it's teach, it, you'll be teaching Jimmy to do the same yeah. as well, you know. I teach him breathing. So when he's cracking it and I've told his carers to do, and we'll go breathe and he'll go, <gasps> like it's so funny. <laughs> it's really funny. But we'll count to 10 and we'll breathe in and breathe out. And then yeah. we'll start, and honestly, after 10 breaths, he'll start laughing and he's no longer grumpy. How good. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So good. He's like, oh, I have to keep going. Yeah. So probably halfway through, he's like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well... Thank you for coming in. That's okay. We'll, we'll wrap it up. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah thank I you really so much, Vicky. Thanks, Jimmy, too. Yeah, You've big shout out to Jimmy. Quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Banging away over here. <laughs> yeah, not super, not super vocal today. <laughs> and um, if anyone wants to follow uh, Nikki and Jimmy's journey, what's your Instagram handle? It's Nikki.n.jimmy. Yeah, cool. What with one K? Yes. And IKI. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people be like, I can't find them. Mm. But um, no, it's really uh, uh, like I um with Instagram, I don't look at influencers. I'm going to use that in quotation marks as influencers <laughs> because they're really just paid puppets by most part. But yeah. like I look at your feed and look at the story that you provide and that is a true influencer because you're showing – yeah, like Ailey's just said, the light and the dark of both stories. So mm. a massive credit to you and thank you so much for everything you've shared. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for coming in That's too, right. working us into your schedule. Oh, <laughs> it's not that busy right now. But yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. You. And thanks, Jimmy, for coming too. Yeah, thank you, Jimmy. High fives. <laughs> so good. It's time, time. We'll go home and have a nap now. Yeah. <laughs> He'll sleep in the car on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Bye, guys. Bye.